Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. Ben Bruns with uh, Iowa Everywhere coming to you with Cyclone Sunday and obviously uh, a disappointing uh Disappointing day yesterday, uh, again, for the Cyclones, one of those uh, that, that we wish you can have back. But, uh, it, you know, this is this is sometimes how the ball bounces with a young football team. Uh, I, I wasn't able to be there in person uh, due to a work conflict, but uh, I, I do have uh, a friend along uh, who was, and Steph Copley uh, of the Title IX podcast, uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Ben. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Steph, we're going to, uh, like, first thing I want to do is just get your thoughts on uh, the environment at Jack Trice and, and night games and, uh, you know, what, what it was like being there uh, yesterday. It was beautiful because Jack Trice is just a beautiful place to be. And it was especially beautiful because it was a night game. That place is electric um, when you have those 630 kicks, especially when it's a gorgeous fall day. It was one of those perfect football Saturdays. And it would have, the only thing that could have made it more perfect was coming away with a win. And Iowa State's defense just kept, you know, the Cyclones in the game the whole way, right? I mean, you always have a chance to win when you've got this defense. Yeah, we're so lucky to have the defense. And man, especially in the fourth quarter when we um, had really good field position coming off of a couple of three and outs um, and just couldn't. But we're so, like I said, we're so lucky to have this defense and it's going to be like you said, the ball bounce. This is the way the ball bounces. It's going to bounce the other way, especially when we have the professor's defense like we do. Uh, you talk just for a second about uh, Jace Gilbert and, and you know, the turnaround for him and the success that, that he experienced. And what was that feeling like seeing oh him uh, make those kicks? I tweeted last night, I don't think I've ever seen my girls happier than when they saw the ball go oh. through the upright. They were pumped for him. And, yeah. and the whole, Jack Trice went nuts. Absolutely nuts. And, cool. you know, I it's hard. You know, you, as a fan, we overreact and last week was painful, but I don't think anybody was mad at him personally. No, and no of course not. The, right. But it, the it's flip all side part of a process. Exactly. Right? You, you know, you're, you're a guy in a context of, of a time and place. Right. And so you're the starter as a freshman yeah. out, out there, you know, with all these marbles uh, on the line and, and it's just, it's just really challenging. And yeah. I, I don't think so, most of us know what that's like. No, absolutely not. So to see a fan base rally around him and just be really genuinely happy for him and also selfishly scoring points is always great, but also to yeah. just be, to enjoy him and, and kind of see him bounce back from what was, I'm sure a really tough week. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, you know, the story about coach Campbell uh, got messages from 20 of uh, for, 20 former players wanting Jace's number to reach out to him. That, that's big time. Yeah. And I, you know, we, we don't know about all the things that happen behind the scenes in a program, but yep. these little stories leak out um, yep. from time to time. And we learn a lot about what kind of a culture and brotherhood Matt Campbell has created in that program. And 
any guy who is, um, you know, lucky enough to play for Coach Campbell, I think is really going to have a lifetime of a brotherhood because of stories like this and because of guys who want to come back and give back. And it was just really, it was neat to hear that. It was neat to see, um, was it Brock who reached out, Brock Purdy, who reached out to Jace and, and yeah. see what he said? And I just, I don't know, we're very... All of the football aside, we're lucky to have a program where guys are buying in and doing, you know, wanting to be there for each other. Yeah, well, well said. Um, talk about talk about this team just, you know, being in a rebuilding mode and what's your view of that? I mean, I, I mentioned on my pod last week that we basically lost two senior classes, right, because of the COVID year and the guys uh, that, that have come back. Uh, and there were only a couple uh, that that came back, um, but they they uh, X and Will McDonald uh, obviously having a huge impact. Um, Anthony Johnson massive impact in this game. Talk about uh, the the all the folks we lost and where you see it, and, and you know what did you expect coming into this year. Oh, this year's expectations were strange because I didn't have any, um, and that's not entirely true. I expected a you know, like a base seven and five, six and six. Cause I don't think we want to take a step back that far. Sure. We lost so many leaders in this mm. team, so many faces of the program. So expectations where I'm not really sure what to expect, mm -hmm. but in terms of what we're seeing, you know, you've got like, like you mentioned X and Anthony Johnson and guys stepping up. And I think one criticism I would have is we need to get some of those other guys involved, especially mm. in the offense and they're wanting to take that leadership role. I think we just need to find ways offensively to get them involved. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, it's really, I think it's hard in a spread offense uh, where there's lots of guys on and off the field all the time. And the consistent guys on the field are, are your uh, quarterback um, who really has to be the de facto leader of that group because mm -hmm. you're playing spread shotgun all the time and, and uh, your offensive line. And, you know, I think the emergence of, uh, of some younger players there, Trevor Downing, obviously a captain on this, uh, on this squad, uh, really, really solid player at center. Um, but when you're not in huddle all the time, it's a little bit hard to be vocal, right? And, yeah. and for offensive linemen, you have to go up to the line of scrimmage and, and your influence on trying to help everyone else gets limited because you're, you're in a spread look and you don't huddle. And so, you know, a lot of that falls to the quarterback. And I think uh, Hunter has done a nice job this year, but uh, I, it still feels like he's, he's learning in his leadership journey as well. And, and that makes sense for a young guy, right? Yeah. And Ben, this is why you're so valuable to Iowa everywhere is I, that's something I never would have considered how, when you're not huddling, you're truly, you're not talking to each other like you would. Right. And that's just something that's of course, of course, but that's something that never would have crossed my mind. Yeah, it, it is. It is a unique thing for, I think in today's day and age, uh, you know, for teams that huddle, I think there's an advantage that you can have more distributed leadership in your, in your team than, uh, than if you don't uh, offensively, um, you know, it, it really does come to the, the gunslinger quarterback. And, you know, the other thing that um, we talk a lot about shotgun, not shotgun. Um, there was some great uh, content on that uh, from the NFL this week about the advantages of being in, in uh, under center, especially in short yardage. Um, 
And that's been a debate that Iowa State has had. We didn't have too many of those situations uh, in the game. But, you know, huddling and being under center uh, are a couple things that you're going to – I think you're going to start to see come back into football because everything's cyclical, right? And defenses right. react and respond over time to, to what you're doing and, and try and take things away. And I think it's super easy for a defense to identify where the football is when it's snapped in the shotgun, especially in the run game. It's hard to disguise and have – you know, um, nuanced action. And so the linebackers can flow to the ball a lot faster than they used to. And that makes a hard run ball. Okay, Ben, I'm going to turn the tables on you and ask you a question on your podcast. I hope that's okay. Um, So you mentioned last night in the game, not having a lot of uh, third and short, fourth and short scenarios. Mm -hmm. And it, I think in large part, that was just because the offense couldn't get the ball moving at all. So I'm going to ask you the million dollar question. And that is, how do we fix this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and I had a lot of people ask last week, uh, Hey, the offensive line doesn't look like they're playing well. Tell us about that. And, and, you know, um, on the broadcast, the TV broadcast, they mentioned that, um, you know, coach Manning had talked a little bit about the offensive line struggling some, um, Here's what I observed on uh, after rewatching this. Iowa State right now is uh, the offensive line, and, and I'm gonna get a little technical. Is that all right? Yeah, that's great. All right, I'm gonna pretend like I can follow along. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, when when almost everything that Iowa State is running up front in the run game is a zone scheme. Uh, over the last few years, we ran a lot more power uh, read type schemes where, where people are pulling and, and you're blocking down and those blocks are simpler. Uh, they're, they're easier to fit in. Um, and it's much more about just, just a blocking angle. Uh, when you run, when you run a zone scheme and lots of people run zone schemes, guys practice zone in high school. Uh, they're used to doing it. Uh, it, it should be something that, you know, is, is, uh, uh, a concept that you can master pretty quickly. But what I'm noticing is Iowa state's offensive line. uh, When the running back gets the ball on a zone run, they're Mm -hmm. typically aiming for the inside hip of the tackle. Okay. That's where they start their path. And as they start their path toward that play side tackles hip, then you can cut back or you can bounce. Right. And, and what's happening with the Iowa state offensive line is that, in a lot of cases, I see guys overreaching to the to the play side. So the play side starts to like your your our aiming point as offensive linemen used to be the play side um, via the neck, right? So you try to attack uh, or the play side number that you're running to. Right, so you try to right. put your head in the middle of the play side number of the guy that you're blocking. Well, Iowa State's O line right now are are almost out in the armpit. Of, of the guy that they're blocking. And so because of that, uh, and they're also super quick to get up to the second level. And, and there were a couple of rules that we always adhered to when, when I was uh, playing, which is that you take care of the down lineman first and you commit to the linebacker when he commits the line scrimmage. Right now what's happening is Iowa State is committing to linebackers too fast and they're, and they're reaching too hard on the front side of plays. And, you know, there were multiple uh, there were multiple occasions where we did not block the middle linebacker. No one even came off on him. Mm. Uh, nobody even targeted him uh, in in these uh, in the third uh, and fourth quarter of the game trying to run the football. And when you, you know, are letting people run free or you're not getting movement at the point of attack, 
you uh, are, are going to struggle with consistency. And so, uh, you know, Jirel has had better success uh, when he's in because he'll find whatever crease is there yeah. and hit it downhill, right, and get three, four yards. Um, but Iowa State either needs to press that running back much wider to the sideline. You know, you can, you can run with the angles that Iowa State's blocking at uh, as long as you're trying to stretch the defense more with the running back's path. If the running back's path all of a sudden was the outside hip of the tackle or the inside uh, hip of the tight end, more like a stretch run, then then you can execute the blocking angles that Iowa State's on. But um, if you're trying to do an inside zone run uh, and you're executing, you know, too wide of a, a aiming point, um, you're not going to have success getting movement on the down lineman and, and you're going to have inconsistency in coming off. And with these three, three stacks that people are running, it's, there's no, there's nothing that says that the guy that, that starts in your gap is the one who's defending your gap, right? Because he can slant either way. That's one of the things that makes Iowa state's defense so good is that teams that are uh, trying to block us don't know for sure whether or not the, the defensive tackle has the outside gap control or the inside gap control. They don't, they, they don't know what we're doing. And so uh, the linebackers can work in conjunction with the, the defensive front to move around a little bit to make those combo blocks that much harder. And Iowa State's just struggling dealing with those combo blocks. In my so opinion. what happens when, like you said, we're overcommitting and we're taking those angles? What is the result of that for? What is the running back yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so what happens is uh, there's penetration from both the linebacker level and, and worse – the um the the defensive line level and that penetration then disrupts any cutback lane whatsoever right, right? Okay, and, yeah. and it allows the backside to flow to to the ball and and make tackles on the backside too you got to stop penetration at the point of attack with a zone run scheme no you painted a great picture of that and i followed it so thank you i and yeah, i mean sure. that sincerely because this is not stuff we as your normal pedestrian fans see so on top of that, yeah. we've got that issue with the running game. But I felt like last night, Hunter Deckers had some decent time in the pocket. Were you yep. comfortable with that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. There was, there was one occasion where I, I felt like I mean, there was just one case where, uh, where we got beat up front and, and gave up a sack. 81 yep. made a great play um, for them. But I, I think for the most part, the protection has been good the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, it's, it's that, uh, I, I mean, think about it. X, X is so phenomenal, so yes. phenomenal. And, and the last two weeks he's had a throw that's been feathered in, maybe is just a little bit off, but catchable in the end zone for a touchdown. But if we convert that, we win the game. Uh, that ha it happened last week. It happened this week. Um, the, you know, the, the fourth down play, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty good throw. He's got great body control. You know, uh, the problem, I, I think coach Campbell talked about it really well is, is consistency. Yeah. You know, we're just, we're consistently inconsistent and, 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 <laughs> you know, that, infuriating. That, yeah, yeah. And it is, and it's hard. And that, that's how you end up with 13 first downs, you know, yeah. uh, on 62 plays. Like you, you're just not out, even though you took up all kinds of time with possession. Yes. You won that battle by a mile. You're just not, making uh just not consistently setting yourself up you're always uh, it feels like iowa state is consistently behind the chains right um, yes and, and you know i will say one other thing from a run game perspective steph i i noticed this when we 
when we put a guy in motion and it's happening more when we go uh, weak side. So we'll motion uh, Jalen across the formation and then run back to the side that he came from. And, and so he's the weak side um, receiver. And as yeah. he motions across the formation, what does the corner do? The corner just squats in the box where, where he just left. Right. So unless you throw it back to where, where he's motioning to, where now all of a sudden you have a leverage advantage Twice in the game, Iowa State ran it to the side of the field mm. where they had vacated that right. position and they brought right. an extra guy in the box. And now all of your blocking angles are that much harder. And and I think there's a certain amount of trying to keep the defense honest, but we got to use that action. If we're going to do that action that drags him across the formation like that, you know, it doesn't affect the secondary at all because the secondary is playing balanced against us because they're really trying to take away the deep ball. Everybody knows Hunter can throw the deep ball. And they don't want us to be able to have a shot at it um, because we got a couple of weapons that that can stretch the field for sure between uh, Noel and and um, and X. Yep. Yep. And and so uh, now adding another guy to the box makes it that much harder, in my opinion, to get people covered up and get good angles. So are these fixable things? Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay. And, and I I really think you know the the aiming point issue in the run game. I mean, those are things that honestly, identifying it, practicing it, go back to the basic fundamentals um, and, 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 you know, coaching those things is, is a really, that's the, that's how you fix it. And, you know, as we were building the program under coach Mack, we, we had plenty of times where, you know, there's a lot of stresses and how, how teams align is totally different from week to week. And so those angles change from week to week and, and right. playing a stacked right. team, it, those angles get harder. I always hated playing a team where there was a, where the plays like Iowa state plays where there's a zero tech nose, because I don't know as a center, whether that zero tech nose is going play side or backside. So if he goes play side, now all of a sudden I've got to be much more aggressive in my path to try and block him and get my head on that play side number. But if he goes backside, now I've got to stay there and I've got to anchor my hip and I've got to get up the field so that the linebacker has to scrape over the top. Somebody's got to defend the gap, you know, to, 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 if we're running to the right, somebody's got to defend the right a gap. If the, if the nose guard slants away, there's going to be the, somebody that comes to you, but you can't, uh, you can't hang out your guy next to you. Um, the guard who's come into combo with you, uh, and, and just move up to the second level because it's vacated, right? Uh, you've got to, and, and that's, that's different than a team that plays a constant shade nose where, you know, you or a backside shade where you always know that he's going to be defending that gap unless he slants way across your face, like what Iowa does. And I think that's why we had more success against Iowa because yeah. it's more obvious what their, what their alignment is going to be at the snap of the ball. So how do you feel going into next week against Texas who just walloped OU? I, yeah, I, I kind of like it. I kind of like you? it. I, I, I kind of like it. What I is do. wrong with you? No, I do. I do. I, I tell you what, Steph, I like you want to play in games that matter. Yes, right? you you're do. right. And, and you're this right. Time, like I'm telling you, Texas has never played a team with the defense that we have this year. Yeah. You know, yeah, Matt Campbell, no, you're right. When Matt Campbell came to Iowa state, he, when we first met, he told me, uh, I want to, I want to be more physical and I want to play better defense than the big 12, because I think I can do that with the guys we can recruit. And he said, and I want to, and I want to out athlete, uh, out athlete Iowa. Yeah. That's how I want to attack it. I'm like, 
you know what? That makes a lot of sense. It sure does. And, and guess what? That's what's happening, uh, even though our offensive production isn't where it needs to be for us to win these games. And, um, you know, I, I think um, they're going to – Texas loves them some them, right? <laughs> There's they? no program in history, the history of college football, that loves themselves more than the Texas Longhorns. Right? Yeah. And, and they pay for steak and they get hamburger, right? <laughs> That's beautiful, Ben. So, so that's I, I beautiful. Really, You've I, made I just, a lot of good analysis. And that, <laughs> that was the best one. Uh, thanks. So, like, I, I just, I think, I think that uh, they, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna come into this game having, you know, just they're gonna be back in the uh, college football playoff picture, right? And and you know, the minute you start having some success and they start getting frustrated, as long as the calls don't go so far oh. against you that that yes. you can't possibly. Sh- sustain uh i i i like this game but why not right why not yeah, no you're right and i think about to go come full circle from the beginning of our conversation mm-hmm. perspective you know i have to said last night on the radio we beat texas three years in a row and i was yeah. like what that yeah. can't be and then i and then i thought about it and i was like your kid that's true this is where we are i have a five-year-old who doesn't know any different she just knows horns yeah. down and and i just yeah to think that is where we are as a program is a good reminder that yeah things are things are not exactly as we hope they would be but it's we're still moving forward and again two things can be true at once but i i appreciate your optimism and i and i think you're right you got nothing to lose it's it's uh you know you certainly um the defense will be under strain because i think uh Texas offense is, is better than K-State, but Hey, look what K-State went and did to them, right? Yeah. They were super physical. Um, and they, and they just, they just beat them up. And, yeah. you know, I think, um, I think that's, that's a, uh, that's how Iowa State has to be coming into this thing. And they, you know, uh, Madden is great at having a chip on his shoulder and, and, you know, uh, yes. they'll, they, they need to, um, we need to have that same, uh, kind of feeling coming into this. And, and, you know, I really hope that people uh, have the perspective. I, it's, it's funny. I mean, after what happened with OU, uh, my first thought was, well, you know, they got to be talking about firing Brett Venables. Why is it that everybody's thought all the time in college football comes to, you should fire somebody as the solution for something, you know, it it just like, we got to stop with, with this idea that, um, there's these absolutes in everything. And, yes. and, you know, Iowa state needs to get incrementally better with a, with a young football team. That's what needs to happen. And if we can do that, um, we, we can, we can get there, but you know, it, it, you, you, there are things that we're doing that make it harder to be successful. And so what do you do as a staff to figure out what those are and, and um, you know, make it, make it easier for everybody to be successful but you also have to be accountable to, you know, make a big play and then don't jump off sides. Right. Yes. Um, These are things that where we are right now, we can't handle. No, because it just adds that much more pressure and down and distance. And some of those false starts last night, one came out, one came after a three and out and your Mm -hmm. first play on offense is a false start. And I just, that can't happen. That cannot happen with this team. And it, it shouldn't happen with, you know, coach always preaches winning in the margins. Those are the kind of things that shouldn't happen, period. But particularly with a team where the margins of win-lose are very, very small. It just can't yeah. happen. Yeah. 
You know, uh, I, I want to point out one more thing, just from a technical perspective. I saw uh, Steve O'Klotz, uh, who's, a, who's a sophomore uh, tight end for us uh, in the game a bunch, um, and uh, especially early. I thought he played well. I thought, uh, I thought Iowa State did a better job in blocking from that tight end position uh, in this game than at any point throughout the year so far. And Good. I think as you talk about how do you improve and how do you get better, um, I think, I think Hanukkah had a couple of really nice blocks, which is something that, you know, was, was, we were not talking about in week, well, you know, one, two, three. Um, so it's, it's, it's not the same as having Chase out there, you know, uh, <laughs> right. it, it's not the same as having Dylan Sainer out there. Right. Um, it's not the same as having Charlie out there. We, we know that, but think about how great those guys were. And then think about, you know, stepping into those shoes. And uh, I, I think that, that group is getting better. And I think that's really important because Iowa state likes to play with a tight end and, and um, you know, it creates matchups where we can scrape over the middle and get guys open in critical third down situations, which, you know, right now we don't have any, there's no, there's one guy in a zone trying to, trying to make a play when we throw the football, as opposed to some of the crossing routes and things that the rub type stuff that we were doing um, a couple of years ago. And, um, we'll get there. Yeah. Incremental improvement. Like you said. Yeah. What are you, uh, uh, what are you doing for the game next week? How are you going to, how are you going to watch it? How are you going to take it in? Oh, so next week is weird. Taking the family to Kansas city to go watch the chiefs and bills. Hey, so nice. yeah. So we're going Saturday. My daughter has soccer at 10. Then we're going to listen to, to Eric and the Godfather on the way down to Kansas city. So right. doing it old school radio style. Cool. How about you? I miss, I miss those guys a lot. Yeah, I bet yeah, you do. I, yeah, I do. It, it's, it's, uh, Hark is doing a great job on the network and, and, uh, I, you know, it's just, um, but it's, it's, they're such good people. And I yes. think, uh, you know, I think we have a great broadcast product that, uh, uh you know, you think about some other, uh, clubs out there. I, I think when you listen to Iowa State radio, you get, uh, just, just, a, a true uh, assessment of what's going on and, uh, you know, genuine, uh, insight into, uh, how everybody's approaching things and, and, yeah. and you know, um, so yeah, I miss and it. I miss I'll it, also but... say they give us the, the Homer flavor just enough, you know, like it just yeah. feels like they, they're, it's just a little smidge of it and sometimes more than a little smidge, but enough to feel like, okay, these are our guys while well, you're also know yep. you're getting great analysis too. It's my favorite. Yep. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm going to be watching, um, I'm going to be watching probably from my living room, which means that I'll be running around like a mad man, uh, screaming at the TV, uh, yelling obscenities and, and drinking things. So you? yeah, you. yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's hard. Kate told me the other day, she's like, uh, we were watching the Iowa game and, uh, I'm like literally sprinting around, like, uh, screaming, and, uh, yeah, it, it's, Can we get uh, Kate to put a camera on you <laughs> The live stream. I'll send oh, her cookies or something. <laughs> uh, uh, we need this, Ben. We do. <laughs> uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good day. I think I want to, I want to uh, give a shout out to, uh, Will McDonald, um, big man in the game. I thought he had a phenomenal day. He was a wrecking ball, uh, in there, uh, in a couple of those, 
uh, four technique uh, positions where, you know, he, he just, he just blew up the run game. And uh, you know, the other guy that was flying downhill player of the game in my mind is Anthony Johnson. Oh my God. He was literally flying down the field. He was flying. Yes. Why? Just throwing himself into stuff. And, and uh, you know, I thought Bo played really well too. He, uh, he kind of owned Deuce Vaughn when Deuce got the ball. Um, how about just how well Iowa State contained that K-State run game? You know, that is something to celebrate. And, yes. and it's something that puts you in a position to win a football game. Yeah, and despite our offense being a little stagnant, a little bit, um, our defense continually puts us in positions to win. And if we continue doing that and making those incremental improvements offensively, we're going to be okay. It's going to be yep. okay. Well, And if it's I, not, I there's always whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I think some levity in all this is really important. <laughs> I, I mean, we knew this was going to be a re- rebuilding year. We didn't yeah. know how it was going to go. Um, you know, like you said from the from the opening tip here, and uh, I, I I think um, I, I said it last week. Don't give up on this team and don't count them out, right? Because uh, I, I sure as heck uh, w- wouldn't do that. And, and guess what? I mean, you didn't, I mean, we came into this game, we didn't know for sure if K-State was going to run it all over on us and, and beat us, you know, or, or we were going to be in it. And yeah. to be in it the way we were, um, John Deacock and, and his staff are phenomenal. And yeah, we're very lucky. I, we are. And I think, I think part of what happens with the offense is they get judged against the mastery that is uh, yes. the defense's performance. Yes. And that's a little unfair um, just because you're so elite in one aspect of the game that you totally change how teams have to play you um, that, that it puts the other side under a microscope that, uh, you know, uh, is, is, is challenging. Now uh, for us to be as good as we can be, we got to maximize every last bit of what we can do. And that's where coach talks about consistency being important and, and we can do it. All right. Well, fingers crossed. We see some more consistency next week. Horns down, right, baby. Steph. Horns down. Way, way down. I know. All the way I, down. Yeah, way down. One of my buddies invited me to that game uh, on uh, Saturday. Big OU fan. And uh, I was traveling with uh, with uh, Kate, and I just didn't feel like I could make that all go. Um, and and I, you know, like uh, I would never want to be in a game if I can't be at our game. Um, yeah, and I kind of wanted the stadium to blow up, if I can say that in a in a you know un, in a in a politically correct way. Um, I probably just didn't, um, but you know, like uh, <laughs> I just I just don't wish them well on their way out of the conference. I love no. seeing OU just get destroyed, even though yes. Texas did it. That made me sad. Yeah, but right. If we could see riddance. them both get destroyed at one time, yes. that'd be delightful. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Bless their well, hearts, as I like to say. <laughs> Bless their. Bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. <laughs> Steph, it's been a joy having you on the program. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having and, me. And uh, uh, we'll see you, see you out there. Keep cheering loud for the clones. Yeah, always, for sure. All right. Cheers. Iowa everywhere. 